0: Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and global dining access through my Amex Platinum card. Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex.
1: Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. And I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David.
0: David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me.
2: But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blue part? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast
3: Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Thanks for listening to the Best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for The Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR.
1: You're listening to the best of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker.
4: Yeah, ho 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 Should I say ho 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 And that's without the E, I want you guys to know. Yes, it is a funky flashback Friday here on The Odd Couple. Rob Parker and J.R. Gamble in for Chris Broussard.
2: Wow.
4: Yes, it's Christmas weekend coming up. Yes, sir. Christmas Eve tomorrow. And, of course, Christmas on Sunday. And it's just, we're here for you. And, yes we Broadcast la. broadcasting live from the TireRack.com, studios, we'll tire com. That's right, Bill, we will. We'll uh, get you the help that you need, an unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over... 10,000 recommended installers. That's right. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. I'll write it and we'll do it live. We will do it live. And Jr. before we get to you, coming up, Chad Finn from the Boston Globe. He'll join us uh, in uh, in about 30 minutes. A lot of stuff going on in Beantown. We'll also talk to Ben Lindsey from the Pro Football Focus. He's an NFL analyst, that, and much more. But first... Let me welcome in J.R. Gamble, longtime sports writer, editor, and the managing editor of
2: MLBBro.com. Yes, JR, what's up, buddy? How you? What's up, Rob? I'm here on The Odd Couple once again, filling in for Christopher Broussard. Thanks for the opportunity. Everybody out there in sports land, it's great. Christmas in a couple of days, and what better time to talk. Sports. Yes, we got
4: plenty to talk about. It's not like uh, sports takes a holiday because no. you know it doesn't. And for people who don't know, JR and I go way back to even when he was in college, which is just every time we get to do a show together. We did national TV together at FS1. Or, yep. or, what was that, like uh, 2016, 15? Yeah, 20, something 20, like 20, that. 2016.
2: 2016.
4: I we did a show together with Ryan Field, who's a big laid anchor at W.A.B.C. in New York now. That's right. And uh, but uh, we met when he was in college. He wanted to write a story about me for his class, and mm-hmm. look look at where we are how many years later, right?
2: Is that crazy? Yeah, and, and because you were so gracious, and you met me at the diner, and we spoke, and you gave me tips on how I can improve, and we did the interview, and uh, I actually knocked it out of the box, and then shortly after that, you gave me my first opportunity as a professional um, as well, so... Yes, it's been a lot of years, and it's always a pleasure when I get to talk sports with not only a friend, but one of the best in the business.
4: Man, is that my Christmas gift? Because that was pretty nice.
2: Yeah, you know nobody gives gifts like you, so (laughs) I don't even try to compete. Alex, is that true, Alex?
3: I'll tell you this, Chris Kringle got nothing on Rob Parker. Yeah, he likes to flex.
2: Rob likes to flex his, uh, you know, talents every now and then when it comes to giving gifts you
4: know i don't know
3: it's, it's
2: also
4: it magic a, city it, it, it's yeah. not about flexing you know what it is to be honest it's about when you build a bond with people and they work you know with you or your friends or whatever you should appreciate people appreciate people while they're alive mm. and while you can i'm dead serious because now you know what's terrible I, I'm, and i'm saying it's terrible now they're gonna retire Franco Harris's number. Right. Like, like seriously, he yeah. he's gone. How could Franco Harris lose seventy two years and never see his number retired in Pittsburgh? And now they want. I think they're gonna do it this Sunday. I think.
2: Ugh, it's. I mean, so anticlimactic for one. Do you
4: know what I mean? Like that. That's why you should take care of people who you care about, who you love, who do right by you. Make sure that they know. Alex, will you have any doubt? When my time comes that,
3: that, that I appreciated you? Uh, Rob, not only that, I would say out of everyone I've ever worked with, you're the only one that expresses it in every way possible. So we wow. love you for that.
4: No, I, I'm just, I think it's very important. All right, let's welcome in the Odd Couple crew. We get started here. You yes, just sir. heard Alex, of course, our engineer. Slick Rick. Ricky is our producer. Rick, what's up? Yo, yo. You Ready to roll. Ready let's to go. roll. Yes, sir. And uh, Monsi Bolaño. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Monsi. Mm. Is she there?
5: I
6: am here. Yes. I am Hizzle.
4: Yes, we are happy to have you, Monsi, so on excited. this uh, Friday before the big Christmas weekend. So thank you. She'll keep us updated throughout the program. Yeah. But, JR, let's get started. It, it was a debacle. Can we say that last night? Okay. <laughs> the Jets... <laughs> The Jets lose. I, I did pick the Jaguars in Sheckle City, so I was not surprised. But right. anyway, the Jets uh, lose, uh, can only muster a field goal, 19 to three. Uh, you know, Zach Wilson was the number two pick in the, in the draft a couple of years ago by the Jets. He was supposed to be their, quote unquote, quarterback savior, uh, nine for 18, 92 yards, quarterback rating of... Um, he had an Uh. interception he was sacked three times for 21 yards and of course it's been like a field day you know he was booed off the field they threw in a third string quarterback but but i'm I'm gonna say this and and let's hear from a couple people first sure we'll hear from richard sherman on the uh, post game show on uh, amazon and then we'll hear from uh the public enemy number one himself zach wilson first richard sherman
7: when, when he got benched the first time and Mike White was playing Chicago Bears in inclement weather, rainy game, he threw for 350. And they said, oh, it's just because he's playing against backups. This is the 27th ranked defense in the National Football League. You should have been able to be efficient. You should have been able to be effective.
4: But you weren't. All right, let's hear from uh, Zach Wilson.
3: Yeah, I mean, you have to look at it from a team perspective, right? We're, n- we're not doing anything offensively. And, you know, I'm trying to figure it out, I'm trying to help get the guys going. I'm trying to, you know, get myself in a little bit of rhythm. And, and you know, we had nothing there.
2: Is it tough hearing the booze?
3: Yeah, it is, you know, but. <laughs> Don't you know, blame them. We have we have a very passionate fan base, and they're here to watch us score touchdowns. And we're not scoring touchdowns. We're not we're not getting first downs. We're not moving the ball. We, you know we obviously can't throw the ball. So, of course they're going to be frustrated. Yeah, it is. You know, and, and that's why I got to look myself in the mirror. I got to go back and I got to watch this tape and just and, you know you got to you got to be hard. You got to be hard on yourself and just say you know why are we not moving the ball? And that starts with me. Why? What am I doing that I got to help this team be in a better position to move the ball? You know whatever it is, it's gotta gotta figure it out.
4: All right, right, Jr. count me out as to piling on Zach Wilson, okay? Mm. Uh, I'm not trying to make any excuses for him. He played poorly. He's had a, a rough season, to say the least. But Mike White is not the savior. And I got my blame. My blame goes on the New York Jetropolitans' ownership, front office, coaches, whatever you want to do, evaluators. Zach Wilson is not new. This is what the New York Jets do. This is uh, Sam Darnold. Didn't they draft him a few years ago, too? Sure. How'd that work out? Terrible. Okay. I could go on and on about this franchise and their quarterbacks and not being able to get the right situation or right circumstance. And Zach Wilson is just another one of these Jets, who are fit. Browning Nagel, you remember him? They drafted mm-hmm. that guy. I could go on and on <laughs> JR with these bad ones and and here's the other thing before you throw him out with the bathwater and say he's no good he can't play or whatever mm-hmm. you want to say that's what I heard about Trevor Lawrence or how poorly he played his first year. Boy does he look different with a different coach. Does he not? He sure does. And I, I would how, say... Hold on. Let, me, let yeah. me give you these other... And then you jump in. And okay, then sure. just Justin Field. How oh, about him in, Chi- how about in Chicago? They said he couldn't play. How about Tua? When they were putting in Fast- Fitzpatrick for him. Mm-hmm. They said he couldn't play. How about Jalen Hurts a year ago said he couldn't throw? He's in the MVP category. All I'm saying is, before you just dump everything on Zach Wilson and he needs to improve and play better... But the Jets, that organization has done zero in developing, improving, working with quarterbacks. And I I just cannot simply say it's all Zach Wilson's fault because this has happened time and time again.
2: Right, of course. Um, that the easy thing to say is it's Zach Wilson's fault. Um, and some people would think, you know, he was the best of the worst, right? Coming out in two thousand twenty-one, everybody needs a franchise quarterback every year. These quarterbacks are highly touted. Um, you know, you, you can't say two thousand twenty-one was the best year for quarterbacks. You had Mac Jones, Trey Lance, uh, Davis Mills, uh, Kyle Trask, guys of that nature. Um, so the jets thought zach wilson because of they keep talking about his speed and his arm ability that uh he would be the quarterback of the future but i've never been a zach wilson fan from the beginning because for me no quarterbacks really come out of byu right jim mcmahon's the last good quarterback i can remember and, and he, he wasn't, wasn't even that great and he, he was wasn't good. known for his right. passing abilities right he was no more for his personality and he had a defense that was the greatest in history and he just had to be a game manager right uh zach has to do more than that so culturally Drafting him in the first place didn't make sense. Historically, it didn't make sense. And it always seemed like too far reach for me, considering his competition in college. Um, You know, at the same time, like you said, quarterbacks aren't aliens. Wilson can definitely afford some better offensive pieces around him, and he lost some key pieces early in the year. Nobody talks about that. Nope. Nobody. He he lost some dynamic playmakers, you know, because when Brees Hall was injured, that basically – plummeted the entire um, offense because he's an explosive player. They need playmakers who, who can be explosive, particularly at the running back position. And he was that. Um, w- but what do you really want Wilson to say? You know, um, don't draft me so high. Take David Mills or take somebody, you know, w- what can he do? As far as his playing the field, to me, yes, you can blame the Jets for his lack of development over what two seasons, but he just doesn't look polished yet. He's not pro ready, he's not adept at reading defenses or even making intelligent plays. He shows some flashes of brilliance, but not nearly enough. I can't say, though, like you say, he won't ever be good because system and situation means everything to a quarterback. And the Jets big, have big time, yeah. And the Jets have never been known. Show me, tell me one quarterback in the history of the franchise that they've drafted and developed that has become an elite. Um, quarterback, so um, yeah, it's tough for um, Zach Wilson. But like you said, one year a great difference. You know, you you get Justin Field looked terrible. You give him a new head coach, some a better offensive coordinator, and look, voila! You give Tua a uh, game breaking receiver, um, a better system. To go with Ty- Tyreek Hill, and all, and all of a sudden, of a sudden he's he in the MVP great. conversation exactly. until the last two or three weeks. Exactly. Even a Geno Smith, right? Even though it's 10 years, has he ever really gotten the opportunity to be developed in a good system? Let me tell you, when you go to New York, you're not going to get uh, five years to develop, right? You're not going to get four years to develop. You better develop pretty quickly or the hawk is out and they're going to be all over you and right now jack wilson's just a you know a beating post it's is an easy fodder for announcers and analysts who want to blame the jets problems on somebody but after 2 years I have seen some flashes that tell me that if they can get a system in place, they can get the running back back. The defense is solid, right? right? But, it, but but, it's, but it's, it's a process, you know. It's a, and it's a and process. here's the other
4: the problem I have: Robert Sala, the the head coach, well, he he derailed the season too. And and people can disagree all they want. He derailed the season because they were winning because of their defense mostly, yep. not their offense, okay? So Zach Wilson has the the stinker against the Patriots where they lose, I think it was 10-3, to 3, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it was awful. And there he felt like he had to make this move. Oh, no, he can't play, and we're going to put in Mike White, who, had, who was Jeremy Lin when he had a couple of big games right. for him, and then he disappeared. Yep. And then here's the thing that kills me. They're singing Mike White. Praises, yeah, and he had three touchdowns in that first game against the Bears. A bad defense, right? The first yes, game, sure did. And then the next two games against good teams, he I had don't nothing. Think he threw a touchdown. He didn't, he didn't throw a touchdown okay, against yep. against the Vikings, and I can't remember the other team they played. So they had they had two two good teams. He got nothing. He got zero touchdowns. And my point is that once you did that. And then you try to go back to Zach Wilson. How's that going to work, Jr. You, you already stripped the man naked, right? And told him when you, when you replaced him. Then you want to put him back in and say, bail us out? Oh, yeah, now can you bail us out now? After we went away from you. So I just think this whole thing was mishandled. I think that Zach Wilson needs to improve a lot. I'm not making excuses for him. But I refuse to be on national radio and give the Jets and their organization a pass. Because they've never done it. Who have they developed offensively? When have they been an offensive juggernaut? So, Never. For real. And even when they were winning, can I go back? The last time that they were winning Jr. and going to AFC Championship games, mm-hmm. Mark Sanchez was the quarterback, and it was about the defense with of Rex course. Ryan. It was. And it was about not making the big mistake or the big turnover. That's what it was. That's what the Jets were supposed to build this team around, not this whole
2: idea that they were going to score 35 points a game. They're not that kind of team. No, they're not that kind of team. They're not constructed to be that kind of team. And I guess that's why they brought Wilson in, because they wanted somebody that can be athletic and creative. But like you said, the Jets have never been known for their offensive prowess, right? They've never had coaches that are known for that. What is Sala known for? Defense. Okay, so That's what look, it should have been about. Let me it, throw out the number here. I eight, think it eight, is seven, about that though. I don't I just I think the offense is so bad. I mean they've hit tremendously on defense. I mean Sauce Garner no, looks no, like right, a future Hall I, of right. Famer. You know, um the the defense has carried them, but offensively, they just don't seem to have a pulse on what's needed offensively to win in the NFL these days.
4: All right. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Eight seven seven nine nine six sixty three sixty nine. Playing the blame game, yes, on this Friday before the big Christmas weekend. Who are you blaming? Is it all Zach Wilson? Is it is it Coach Robert Sala? Is it the Jets organization? Is it Sam Darnold? Is he to blame? I mean, who is to blame <laughs> for this debacle that's called the New York Jetropolitans? They look like they were going to make the playoffs. You remember they went up to Green Bay and won? Sure. And ever it's been downhill since. And uh, last night was rock bottom, three points against the Jaguars. We'll do that and much more. It is the Odd Couple on a funky flashback Friday. Rob Parker, J.R. Gamble in for Chris Boussard. Stick and stay Stay.
1: for the best sports talk in the U.S. of A. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
5: Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball.
7: Delve into the visceral world of hip hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s
6: Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy
8: for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development,
4: On this funky flashback Friday, Rob Parker and Jr. Gamble in yes, for sir. Chris Broussard. And let's go to Chad Finn from the Boston Globe. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, Chad. How are you?
3: Hey, same to you. I'm good. How's everything?
4: Everything good. is Christmas. good. Uh, there are a couple of things we obviously got to talk about uh, in Beantown. Uh, I want to start, though, with uh, before we get to the Patriots, with the Jason Tatum birthday party, Tuesday night, five-year-old missing a game. I, I, I've hmm. covered the NBA since 1987, Chad. I've never heard of such a thing. I don't, I've never heard of a five-year-old having a nighttime birthday party on a Tuesday when I was a kid. It was always the following Saturday whenever <laughs> your birthday passed. Help me. And are people bummed out, pissed off in Boston that he took a game off for a birthday party?
3: Uh, No, not too frustrated by it, even though they've lost five out of six. I think Mm -hmm. if they lose to Minnesota tonight and this thing keeps going the way it has been the last two weeks, uh, maybe there's a little more backlash there. But people kind of took it as uh, Tatum, having played so many minutes this year, was probably going to get a game off here anyway. They figured they were going to wipe out Orlando. They instead lost both those games. But they figured they'd probably win that second one, and it was fine. And uh, they ended up losing and, and uh, turned into a bit of a thing. But uh, Tatum's been so good this year up to the last couple of days that uh, uh, people were cool with it.
4: But wait, Chad, let me, let me follow up Jr., real quick. Sure. People pay $400 to go to NBA <laughs> games for real. Like, like can I? Can, but plus parking and a nine dollar coke. Can I get a refund to find out he's not hurt, but he's at a birthday party?
3: Well, that's—I mean, that's a league-wide thing, right? I guess it's a birthday party, but it's also guys uh, taking nights off when you're expecting to see him. I mean, the the big thing with the Celtics this year, and. Is that they've had no consistency with their lineups? Uh, They they got Rob Williams back now; he's he's played pretty well. But you know, Horford sits out the back end of back it back to backs. Marcus Smart's had a couple illnesses that have cost him games, Mm. and uh, you know, Tatum took that day. But he's been the one guy who was uh, really reliable to be there night after night after night. Jalen Brown's in that conversation too, but Tatum even more so. So. I think that's where he gets the wiggle room here. But if it ends up being something at a pivot point where this season goes off the rails compared to where it was, where they looked like a real championship type of contender, uh, there'll be more backlash to it.
2: So, Chad, um, Jr. Gamble, how are you doing? So, I guess the days of... um players being hyper-focused on on the journey to win a championship, especially after falling just short a couple of times. Those, those days are over. It's the empowerment age. It's the uh, I guess it's a player's league, and if a guy, you know, wants to take a day off to go to his son's birthday party, I guess that's just acceptable to the fans, the announcers, and, and everyone. But for, to my knowledge, when teams are focused on winning a championship, when they know it's possible, when you have a tradition like the Boston Celtics and they haven't achieved anything yet, like a, like a Jason Tatum outside of hollow accolades. It just strikes me as interesting that um, the optics with taking off a night to attend your son's party. And it, as a fan, an old school fan, I guess it makes me question where the leaders of the Celtics mind frame is right now. Does that bother anyone at all?
3: I, I think the, the, the more concerning thing, if it's something you're worried about, is whether they have a coach who could say no. Um, you know, Joe Mizzou has still got the interim label. Uh, things went really great out of the gate. Uh, offense was playing at a historic level. And over the last 10 days, two weeks, they've had the worst offense in the league. So uh, this is a guy who the jury's still out whether he can reel things in when they kind of go off the reel. Dima Udoka was great at that. He would berate these guys coming off the court and tell them you're playing like bleeps when uh-huh. when they were. And we don't know if uh, Missoula has a cred- credibility within the locker room yet to do that. We don't know if he's the kind of guy who could say no if Tatum requested a day off. But just, you know, haven't been around it a little bit since. I mean, the, the rest of the players didn't, didn't seem too bothered by it. Um, they were really more bothered by their their own struggles that they've each been going through individually.
4: No doubt. All right, Chad Finn is from the Boston Globe. He joins us here on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. Let's turn to the NFL, the Patriots, and I know people are floating these stories that uh, they're going to run Bill Belichick out of town and all that kind (laughs) of stuff. I I just, I think it's comical. I know people float stuff out. Uh, There'll be a time when he leaves, but they're not running him out of town, are they?
3: Uh-oh. I think it's wishful thinking in a lot of cases with the media where, you know, he's so he can be fine. You can take him aside after he will explain something to you or uh, things if he has respect for you, things like that. But he's so gruff in the press conferences and the perception is that he belittles everybody. And sometimes that's true that there, there are a lot of folks in the national media in particular who have been waiting for 20 years to see him get his comeuppance. And with the first signs of uh, cracks in the foundation with this team, and really it's been three years now. They, they haven't won a playoff game since 2018, but um, they're going to take their, uh, write those columns they've been waiting to write to, to get a out of here. I don't think it happens. Uh, there may be uh, an inflection point with what he does with Matt Patricio, has been absolute disaster. Disaster. Offensive coordinator. Uh, I've never seen anything like it. They were terrible in training camp, and they haven't mm. gotten any better. Uh, if he wants to keep him in that role, then then Robert Kraft and the ownership may say, uh, you know, Bill, uh, we may have reached a crossroads here. But I, I think he recognizes probably more than anybody that this hasn't worked and will make the appropriate change at the end of the season and remain the Patriots head coach.
4: We got one minute left, JR. You got one last one?
2: Yeah, um, so they uh, they play the um, Bengals, Um, of course. Seven and seven. The Bengals have won, what, six straight. So, um, yeah. you know, they're going to really have to dial up on that defense to get something done. It's more about a uh, uh, Mac Jones versus a uh, Joe Burrow. What is it about Burrow that you see in the second half that makes him He's been um, tremendous. so tough? You know, I mean, he, he comes up in big, huge in the second half
3: all the time. Yeah, he, he reminds me of Brady. Uh, as much as anybody does, where he's just got this great confidence about him. His teammates believe in him. Not the most physically gifted guy, but he makes a play when they need to uh, need to have the play time and time again. And he's got 31 touchdown passes. That's more than four times as many as Mac Jones has.
7: So
3: <laughs> I think this game goes uh, Patriots. Patriots' D pretty good. They play them close in the first half, and then uh, Bengals probably blow them out of the water in the second half.
4: I think a Big Mac has more touchdowns than Mac Jones, but that's yeah. just me
3: talking. <laughs> it's like 7-5 to five or something like that. Something like it's
4: pretty that. Close. Hey, hey, Chad Finn, you're the best, my man. Thank you. From the Boston Globe, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to you and your family.
3: Hey, great talking to you guys. Take care, and same to you. Thanks, Yes, Dad. always.
5: Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Balls.
6: Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hey, my name is Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. And I can't wait for you to check it out.
4: The closest to getting what you want is
1: always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready. To, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome
4: in, hour number two. It is the odd couple on a funky flashback Friday. Hope you're getting everything together, JR, for the uh, Christmas holiday in the building. Christmas Eve tomorrow and uh, Christmas on Sunday. You ready on Long Island, Strong
2: Island? Oh, yes, you know we're ready. I do my shopping early. Uh, My son's home from baseball school in Texas, so you know, I gotta get that together. My daughter's here. They're gonna have another great Christmas, you know, just being with the family, being happy, healthy, is really what Christmas is all about to me, because you know, our family members, they come, they go, we lose them, we lose good friends, but holidays reminds us that it's really a time to get into people and the people you love, you know, put the work aside a little bit and and just live.
4: No Mm -hmm. doubt, no doubt. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios, TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and 10,000 recommended installers. That's right. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. And uh, Rob Parker and Jr. Gamble in for Chris Roussard. Uh, Chris will be out all next week, but I'll be here live shows all week long mm. taking you up to New Year's Eve and uh, New Year's Day so uh, make sure you still check in with the Odd Couple. We are not going anywhere. We try to keep it going for you guys uh, if you want to check out the show, but it's good. J.R. Gamble, for people just joining us, is the managing editor of MLBBro.com. Check out the website. It covers the best black and brown major leaguers, and um, he does a great job. I've known him since he was in college. I can't believe he's a grown man with kids and a wife and a whole and a house and a mortgage and all yes that sir. other good stuff. I know, which is crazy because <laughs> when I met you, you didn't have
2: any of that. No, any of that. No. I used to drive your five series. Around and your Z3 with the top down. i go uptown with my friends, you know. Alex, me, this is a true girls. story. Alex, where <laughs> are you? <laughs> so Rob would tell go you. Alex, Rob would go out go of ahead. town, and you know, I was a college student. So he'd be like, okay, he'd have the Z nice Z3, right? He had the five series, then he had the Z3, and he'd be like, look, I'll leave this with you. You know, but you don't just go get it washed for me or whatever. I'm like, ugh, oh, you don't got to tell me what give me a <laughs> right. list of I, the things you want me to do with this car and, and I'll do them." And okay. my thing
4: was always like, "And make sure you come pick me up at the airport yes. when I get back." But yep. I I was like, "Why would I let the car just sit if if you know what I mean, and I mean, they'll make he's not them like you, it. Rob.
2: They'll make them like. So, Rob, you,
3: when you go to Dubai again, and I say hello, you say Dubai. I'll take care of the car for you, Rob. There you
4: right. go. It's just going to sit in the, in
2: the in the garage
4: in L.A. <laughs> Why not, true. Alex? Would you take it for a week? You I want would when love I go on to, vacation? Rob. I'm not kidding you. I'll I'm let not you drive kidding either. I would
3: love to okay. put the bid in early right. bid. <laughs> yes. You got that all set. Oh, all right. the Jordans the whole time too.
4: That's right. Those nice Jordans. Probably he couple in it. the trunk, unopened yes. in the box. You
3: know <laughs> Rob, only if I can have the top down. That's the only thing I ask. Oh, definitely. No doubt. Say less.
4: All right, so it's great that JR's here because uh, you know, he's he knows all sports, but he's a baseball nut like I. That's I think that's one of our um What's the right word? Lasting uh, fabrics of our relationship. Yes, it is. Baseball. It really is. We both love baseball. We both grew up in New York. In fact, Jr. grew up. We grew up. I don't know a few blocks apart. Obviously, yes, I'm sir. older than you, but uh, we grew up not that far apart in Queens, and um, we love baseball. And the big story, of course, is Trevor Bauer's suspension, mm-hmm. which was supposed to be two years, was reduced, Jr. by an MLB arbitrator, mm-hmm. who reduced it to 100 and. 94 games. He has to miss the first 50 games of this coming season, the 2023 season. The Dodgers are still on the hook, I believe, for $22 million. Uh they, can, they have a few days to determine what they want to do. They could bring him back and pay him, or they could release him and have to cough up the money, and then he can go and become a free agent and sign anywhere he wants. Don't forget, it was just a couple years ago, in 2020, mm-hmm. that he won the Cy Young. Yeah, he, he had a, sure. a, a 1.73 ERA, uh, and then he got a big contract. He was the highest-paid pitcher with the Dodgers. Got off to an eight and five start, 2.59 ERA in 2021, and then the rains came. You know, and the and, and the allegations, and the, the the courts, and and all the other stuff that went on. But let's just make this clear: he was never charged with a crime. There were no uh, criminal charges filed. All right um but as we know in the CBA and when you sign up to play sports and represent a city and a team and a a league jr right. it ain't just about you you can't damage the shield you can't damage the the sport there's uh morals clauses involved all kinds of policies. That baseball and other sports put in to protect itself so that somebody can't be doing stuff that would embarrass the game or, or put the game or hurt the game in any way with advertisers, with fans, with whatever. And that's where Trevor Bauer fell into this and uh, was suspended and it has been reduced. What, what's just your take on, on Trevor Bauer? And then we'll get into whether or not you would want him on your team, just about this whole scenario, because it has derailed his career.
2: Yes, it's derailed his career without getting into the details. We all know the details. Um, it, it's, you know, it's a pretty crazy situation. It's not something that the average person would probably be privy to or involved in either way. Um, I, I feel like it's, it's not really my decision or your decision, but I feel like the league did its investigation and its due diligence. So did the law. Um, there's no doubt he can help any team in the league. And whoever he does sign with, they're going to give him a grip. Because business is business, you know, I'm sure there'll be some women's groups or victims groups who will express their this you know disagreement with the decision to reinstate Bauer, but everybody deserves a second chance. Um, he paid his dues, went through the proper protocols to get reinstated and, and can resume his baseball career and hopefully keep his sex life out of the news. But as far as talent goes, I mean pitching, everyone needs pitching. everyone needs a pitcher of this caliber. Um, I, I really don't think, like, if the NFL lets Deshaun Watson back in the league, of course, NLB lets Trevor Bauer back, different situations, but kind of the same as far as the public outcry, um, as far as women are involved in the situation. So we know somebody's just waiting for this guy to clear, And and I don't know if the Dodgers are going to resign him. That's probably something that they're going to speak about up top, up the ladder if that's the move they want to make if that's the type of individual yeah, after what's happened uh, there's, there's
4: already reports by right. USA today that they're Exa- going to release him
2: yeah I, I, as i would i would assume right. so but but what that means is you know one man's trash another man's treasure if they release him that opens it up for for a couple of teams who are uh, one pitcher away to swoop in but you have to have a stronghold on your pr and you know you have to hope that um he won't become a distraction in the locker room or lead the team astray in any way, or hurt the chemistry in any way.
4: See, here, here's the hard part for Trevor Bauer, and I, and I, he had no equity in being a good guy,
2: right? Jr., you know what I mean? No, like he, he was he was known as you know kind of like an a hole a little bit, right? So, sure, right. That that that's what hurt him. His whole Twitter that, presence. He was yes. very active on Twitter and going back and forth, and going with back and, and forth at people and yeah, he so we already not to like him.
4: Yes, there were people <laughs> who didn't like him already, mm-hmm. but he could pitch. I mean, we can't For take sure. away his talent. He could pitch in the strike short, and I mean, in the COVID shortened season, he yeah. had a 1.73 ERA and he 11 did. starts. He won the Cy Young,
2: yeah.
4: and and he earned it. Okay, point, like it was only seven, eleven
2: nine, five whip. He was
4: yeah, he was he was fantastic that uh, that uh, shortened season, the 60 game season. But the point is, because he didn't have any equity or people didn't feel like, man, this is a good guy and this is unfortunate, mm-hmm. I, I just wonder, like, the Who's Blue Bloods. Yeah, like the Blue Bloods, I don't believe will touch them. I don't think, like, the franchises that, no. you know, feel like they could, they could pick and choose who they want to wear their right. uniform. Would and you and agree with I that? Like,
2: right, I do agree. And like I said, that's why I said, that's a come up. For a team who may not be, you know, the Blue Bloods, the big money spenders—Dodgers, Yankees, Mets, Red Sox—but you know, a team like the Diamondbacks could swoop in. Teams that just need talent, you know, the Pirates could swoop in. I mean, and you know who I think will probably sign him, because they were left holding uh, about seven hundred million dollars that they wanted to spend. The Giants, (laughs) San Francisco (laughs) Giants—they gotta—they gotta give it to somebody. Nobody wants their money. So, so I think Bauer would be a perfect fit there. You know, he can not too much high media profile. He can kind of ease back in with a team that's a solid. Yeah, but team. they they're in
4: the West. They play the Dodgers. That would be interesting when he does come back. What kind Even of better reception? And you mentioned Deshaun Watson, and mm-hmm. I know his first game was in Houston, which was ironic, and he got roundly booed, which mm-hmm. we expected. But um, and he's had rust. I think there's going to be rust with Trevor Bauer. You don't just stop pitching for almost two years, a year and a half, and it just comes back to you.
2: I think it might be, he might be rustier than uh, first couple of starts than Deshaun Watson because it seems like Watson's getting into the groove now, not being on the football field, not really moving, right, not working with years. the team. Yeah, that hurts you. But Bauer, same way. I mean, you know, pitching, pitchers are creatures of habit. And, and you can't – I don't know what he's been doing – Outside of, you know, the regular MLB season, he's probably been pitching to hitters. You know, he has access to college hitters, pro friends. So he's probably been staying sharp, but he hasn't been MLB sharp. And I don't think – I think it's going to be a short hook for him with any team – If he can't pitch like like now, it's all about pitching for him. As soon as you can't pitch anymore, you're out the league, bro. Right. Like, you know, no one really wants to be associated with your history, with anything that has to do with you other than pitching. And there's no guarantee. If you look at his career stats, right, he won 17 games in 2017. Then in 2018, it was 12, 2019, 11. He split with Cleveland and Cincinnati in that season. Then in 2020, he was five and four on a bad Cincinnati team. But, you know, he had the the ERA and he pitched very well. And then the next season, eight and five with a 2.59 ERA before, I guess, everything took place and he was suspended. So we don't know what kind of Trevor Bauer we're going to get either because he hasn't really pitched. If you look, he's pitched 180 innings since 2019. Right. I'll say this. I, I, I agree, and I believe
4: that the report in USA Today is correct. That the Dodgers will release him, they'll just pour ketchup on that twenty-two million and yep. eat it. It just was a bad investment that blew up in their face. He'll never wear a Dodger uniform. The guy's from North Hollywood. He's mm-hmm. from L.A. Okay, so mm-hmm. that's got to be a blow to him. He gets to come home. You know what yeah, I mean? Seventeen and starts
2: with him. Better
4: remember yeah, and, those. And 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 he was good in the very beginning. He was pitching great. He was. But my point is, if I'm an owner, mm. and I need pitching. I'm not taking Trevor Bauer. Not this year, okay. Jr. I believe in second chances. I believe in people getting other opportunities. People make mistakes. The late great uh, Mets announcer Bob Murphy used to say on the radio when we were growing up in New York. That's why they put erasers on pencils because people make mistakes, mm-hmm. right? And it is true. People do make mistakes, but for my organization, or if I, you know, I wouldn't want to. And and the question really is for fans. Right. Would you want him, if your team was missing a pitcher, I'd rather do it like that. Would you want Trevor Bauer to be that piece? Can you overlook it? Have him wear your team's uniform. Would you want Trevor Bauer on your team, especially if your team was missing a pitcher? 877 99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. J.R., real quick, your take. You're a fan. Your team needs another starter. Trevor Bauer's available. The Dodgers release him. Do you want him on your squad?
2: Operative word, fan, of course. 99% of fans would want, um, you know, Trevor Bauer and their team. If O.J. Simpson could suit up again and give you four touchdowns. <laughs> fans would accept OJ Simpson. I don't know about OJ on the, but go on ahead. the football <laughs> field. I mean, I'm just making example. I right. mean, the, the fan. Come on, Rob. You're telling me that fans really care that deeply about what people do personally. Maybe I, on I, social media because everybody's up in everybody's business. But a true blue fan of a team that wants them to win, 99 percent of those fans don't really care what players do off the field. Okay, they they, they really don't. If you can get me if you can get me one step closer to a championship, especially in baseball, where some haven't won championships in 40, 50 years. If you can get me close to a World Series. Sure. Let's put behind everything you've done, especially since you've the investigation has been done. The work with the police have been done. The league has reinstated you. So you have a clean slate. So I can't carry that on, a disdain for you. If the league's letting you back in, why as a fan am I going to hurt my team by not letting somebody who can give me 14, 15, 16 wins, a strong ace, you know, to, to compliment any other pieces I have in the pitching staff? i got to let Bauer come in. I think 99% of the people, fans across uh, the country would for, for their specific team.
4: I think you're going to swing and miss on this. I can't Uh-oh. wait to hear. 877-99 on Fox. Would you want Trevor Bauer to be the missing piece to your team's starting rotation? We want to hear from you. It is the Odd Couple on a funky flashback Friday. Rob Parker, J.R. Gamble in for Chris Bussard. Yes, sir. And, of course, Alex on the other side of the glass. Stick and
1: stay.
3: For some of the best callers in the U.S. of A.
4: To getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get.
1: Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues